the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Sit back and watch the world burn. In my home city last night, I got a text from, uh, I guess, emergency services saying the target down the block from you is a good target for rioters right now. It's like, whoa. Did not think it was going to roost so close to my own home, so to speak. America's burning on a, a level, and um, I'm not trying to be cute or coy when I say that. There's a lot of protests going on right now. Business leaders are calling for change as cities reel from a weekend of George Floyd protests. Um, Amazon, Target, Apple are all thinking or reconsidering how they do business with cities that are being... Exposed to high levels of protest. I'm like, did I ever think my day was going to be that on the show? I never thought COVID was going to be a, a thing that we're talking about or 9-11. So lots of stories out there today. Unfortunately, not many of them are real business driven. Um, like I said, Minneapolis police have left 44 people unconscious with neck restraints in five years. I can't possibly turn that into a business discussion. I can talk about the inequities in the world for sure. Maybe that's what the angle we go at. Uh, Taking a look at the stock market, we opened lower and have moved a little bit higher. But it's still way too early to see any sort of trend there. Uh, The coronavirus pandemic is still pretty much so driving the business of the stock market. And it's also the coronavirus is hopefully getting you to think a little bit about your own portfolio. 23% of workers who are employed or recently unemployed are no longer certain they can retire comfortably following the coronavirus pandemic. That's a big job. That tells me that 23% of people didn't have enough or were counting on that final year or that final push of being overinvested to kind of cruise into retirement, a nine-year bull market, a 10-year bull market. Let's see if we can make it at 11 or 12. 23% of workers who are employed or recently unemployed, no longer certain they can retire comfortably. So baby boomers likely feel the most insecure because they have the least amount of time. More workers are taking money from their retirement account savings, which I would almost go into the loan shark business to stop people from doing that. I know when you save in your 401k, and I've got a 
young board op running the show right now who's been saving a little bit away in his 401k, a little bit away in a, a savings account. If he does lose his job, he's going to look at those two areas of my 401k and my retirement account as like, ooh, bootylicious. Pirate booty. Is that the name of the popcorn at Trader Joe's? Something like that. Anyhow, he's going to look at it. He's going to salivate and go, well, I can always go from there. So, but that's where you don't want to. Baby members have the highest level of insecurity about retirement. Generation X said, uh, our confidence is declined in retirement. All 20% of millennials said the same. So the millennials seem to get the best concept of like, hey, this is a speed bump, but it's still 20%, one in five. When they have 25, 30 years of recovery after they just saw a 10-year bull market, eh, I'm a little uh, flummoxed by that one. The Russians are claiming to have an effective treatment for the coronavirus. Yay. Do we believe them? No. 800-516-1220 each calls in the air. You know the articles that I don't much care for are the articles that are like, this 35-year-old man retired after saving 70% of his income. I think it's incredibly misleading. And it's it hurts people because it's like, well, I want to retire at 35. And then you read the article and it's like, well, the first rule of retiring at 35 is you have to make it the first rule of retiring at 35. It has to be your priority. You want to actively boost your income. No duh. One of the things you could do is start a travel channel dedicated to your travels and have the money roll in. Doesn't quite do it like that. But anyhow, those are the worst type of articles out there for me because they're the ones that I, I see that you see and go, okay, I want to I want a blueprint. The truth is uh, retiring at 35 in Florida on a million dollars is actually probably pretty doable. Retiring on a million dollars in the Bay Area at 35, probably not. Then you start getting into the complications of healthcare costs and health and long-term living, and wait, I forgot I wanted to get married, even though I didn't want to get married, because at 35, it was fun to be a millionaire playboy, but at 36, it's, I'm lonely. I'm lonely! And then, like, you get married, and then that doesn't work out, and, oh, you forgot to sign the papers, and she takes half, and you're like, it can get rough. Or you can make babies. A lot of people don't understand how expensive that it is. So Amazon said that they've scaled back their deliveries in a number of cities as demonstrators clash with police and protests. Drivers in L.A. and Chicago halted deliveries. It always kind of gives me the, like, the chills when I see like a UPS delivery truck raided during a protest. I'm like, that has to be a pretty scary moment to be a driver and to have an angry crowd want every package in your uh, truck. And while they're at it, they're going to light your your vehicle on fire. That can't feel good. So I get why Amazon's doing that. Target said Sunday it was closing six stores, typically in areas that it makes sense to close the stores. Like I said, my local uh, Target got targeted yesterday. 
um, I don't know the extent of the damage, but I got a warning on my phone, like, stay, stay away from this area. So, but Atlanta, Chicago, two in Minneapolis, Oakland, and Philadelphia, um, they have 106 locations, Target does, and that they're looking at of figuring out, like, do we need more security? What do we need to do here to make the safety of our team what it needs to be? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. One of the areas that is kind of, I don't want to say entertaining, but uh, of COVID-19 is, is the speculation of how things change life after COVID. We've, we've beat this to death with what will movie theaters look like? What will schools look like? What will restaurants look like? Um, it's pretty interesting. One of the uh, people who's getting quoted out there a lot right now is Niall Ferguson. And he's talking about dating after COVID-19 and how HIV AIDS did for reproduction in the United States and how we approached it. There will be a massive psychological shift on how we approach dating going forward. I don't know about that, but I know it's it's worth looking into. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invest more. Thanks for listening. I don't know if there's a guiding story today that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm not talking a lot of COVID. I'm not talking a lot of economy. There's not a lot of stories that are guiding me today. That will happen. Those are the days that it's always nice to go back to things like you should have a budget. Budgets are the least sexy thing I can think of, especially when you're in a loving relationship. Hey, honey, let's talk about money and how much you're spending. Wait, wait, how much I'm spending? How much you're spending? Like, the fight instantly starts. The fight fights itself, or the fight writes itself. But yeah, I think having a budget's a great thing. Having a goal is probably the number one most important thing. Having a goal and then a tying a financial number to it is super important. Having a bank account to help, you know, like get you in the process of understanding how financial assets work is a good start, but you're gonna have to learn about brokerage accounts along the way. And you can't use this excuse, well, I don't know what to do, so you tell me what to do. Because the more time you waste, the, le- the least that is good for you. Time is your most powerful thing in investing. The recent down market, I'm furious about. Because part of my strategy was to invest while things were low. And in March, yes, I did get 40%. I, you could see in my 401k. It's awesome, by the way. I looked up, uh, looking at my financial assets over the weekend. And I was looking at my performance, and I was like, whoa, I lost 33% of my value in one month. I wonder if I did something wrong. And then the next month comes along, and I'm right back to where I was. And I was like, I wish I could have bought more lower, because look at how good that did. Two of my investments for this year are up 33% for the year. Most of my investments are sideways to down for the year. But previous year's investments are slightly up. But two of them snuck in at these massive discounts, which I'm like stoked about. Two, two of them being two pay periods. 
you get the idea, I think. Buy low if you can. 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, I never know how to approach these stories just because I'm just not smart enough. Black Entertainment Television founder Robert Johnson, he calls for $14 trillion of reparations for slavery. Um, I don't know how to hit that story. I, I'm i at a loss. I feel like I could lose my job by bringing it up. I feel like I could lose my job by ignoring it. I feel like I could lose my job by going, hmm, should there be a... And I no, the answer is no. It's fascinating when you see one of the world's billionaires talk about trillions of dollars of reparations um, while the world is burning from riots that are all about social inequality and justice inequality. Um, probably about some economic inequality too, right? Supreme Court hands a hedge fund loss rules Puerto Rico Financial Oversight Board is legal. This is the kind of story that you can delve into and you just get angry. And I know that's a weird thing to say out loud, right? The case was brought by a hedge fund run by the investor Mark Brodsky. It called a local Puerto Rican labor union whose arguments that Puerto Rico's financial oversight board is improperly constituted threat to disrupt more than $100 billion in debt restructuring. Uh, the thing that I can get out of that story is we do have a got to be careful not to curse. A, 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 we got a ton, more than a cubic metric ton. We got like a, a boatload of debt across governments and across corporations. Some of these governments are squeaky clean whistles. Some of them are corrupt. Same thing with the corporations. Some of the companies that have borrowed money won't cop recover. Some of them need the money to continue just as a continuing operation. You're like, well, that was crappy planning. You should have thought about the coronavirus like I did. I know you're saying, are you quoting like the uh, the three little pigs, like the, the the kid who's like built the house out of brick? Do you know how much more expensive brick is than wood and uh, sticks? Yes. Debt's a tricky thing. And you do hope that companies and countries are prepared uh, when the worst case comes and you have to pay that debt back and you don't have the boom in cash flows. I think that's kind of what the Republicans count on with any sort of stimulus that's tied towards cutting taxes, that new taxes and new spending will create old taxes that fills the gap. I'm not quite sure I'm explaining the position correctly. I don't even know anymore. UK's government lockdown impatience risks second wave of COVID-19 surge. How long do we stay locked in? How long do we kind of do this? And then you're watching the protesters like, ah, it's not exactly social distancing. What is going to be the, the no-no? I was looking at the sports industries to see when they're coming back on Friday. And the closest one that's coming back is golf. And then you start getting into football, and they can't do, you know, workouts until June or July. You're like this may not, this may not pull together. And then you start getting into the contract issues that baseball wants to uh, resolve to make sure that they don't lose something. Uh, a player who makes thirty million dollars wants to be paid thirty million dollars, whereas the owner says, "But 
so much of your money was coming from ticket sales. I can't do that. And pitcher says, you know, well, do I risk throwing my arm out in the shortened season or do I just wait till, you know, the deal's honored? There's a lot going on. I don't see sports roaring back. And I think the time is ticking, right? On the NBA and the NHL. So nothing's been ratified yet. And again, I think that's when we start thinking conceptually, ah, we're back. My producer said this morning, oh, I'm starting to think we're going to get more of a V-shaped recovery. I'm like, really? You, you think you know airplane bookings are going to get back to where they were in 2019 by the end of this year? It's like, yeah, I guess not. So we're not going to get back. It's not going to be a V-shaped recovery. The question is, is how fast do we see airlines ramp up and hotels ramp back up and vacations ramp back up and you going on vacation? I was hearing from a school district employee over the weekend that one of the school districts is going to try to send kids back to school in masks with teachers in masks. And teachers no longer, no, no, parents no longer allowed on campus. Um, I don't see how that works. That kills hot lunches. That kills a lot of things. It kills confidence. So I don't think we have a good plan yet for the you know part three, if if you will. Went to Best Buy yesterday. That's a lonely experience <laughs> where you don't get to go into the building. And you're like, but there's toys inside that I can play with. And like, but you're not allowed to go in. But there's toys. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, markets have been moving pretty much so higher. Last couple of weeks, maybe a little digestion. But NASDAQ's higher, Dow's higher, S&P 500 higher. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This morning when I was trying to put together a show last night before going to bed and this morning immediately waking up about 5 a.m., I'm trying to put it together. And I saw something that just like, oh, Amazon Target and Apple all talking about how they have to change what's happening in their business models short-term right now because of the riots. Um, A lot of their business model is tied towards things that could be potentially looted, like an Apple store or UPS truck. or It's like, whoa, we live in that world. (laughs) Like, I have to talk about that. I'll take a hard pass on that if I can. Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine enters a next phase of testing. There's a race for a vaccine, right? And yet, every year, we're going to have a race for three or four more flus that we're going to be adding to the flu shot the following year. It's always a thing. And this time, it just feels weirdly different. Is it? Or is this what we would have been going through this time of the year anyway? as far as the race goes. Moderna, ticker symbol mRNA, shares are worth about $105 a piece. They did something that I just didn't like. As they started moving higher in the stock market, it's like, oh, look at this. This is a biotech company. They could get the vaccine. They got that phase one thing going. Their CEO was selling shares. And it just, I didn't like it. It was nothing nefarious that I know about, but 
but it felt like, huh. He's got some good news coming. His stock's getting jacked up. He's It's moving in the right direction. And he's selling to people who have, are buying for the first time, even though he probably got his shares for a dollar. And he sold them at $105. A lot of speculation there. But it just didn't have a good feel. Um, Moderna hopes to ask for approval from the U.S. FDA next year to produce a vaccine in volumes of up to a billion doses a year. They've made arrangements because they're a biotech company with a company called Lanza. Lanza is one of those companies you've probably never heard of. It's a Swiss-based publicly traded company, but it's not traded in U.S. markets. So you have to have a decent international brokerage firm in order to pull it off. But NIH and Moderna have had a fast-track schedule. So a pivotal phase three trial could start in July. And that's what everyone's hoping, fingers crossed, that maybe they're the guys who reach the uh, vaccine first fastest because they, they've lined up a potential distributor of a billion vaccines. Now, there's other companies like Merck and Pfizer who are saying, you know, we're looking to do the same thing. Anyhow, um, Moderna is also working on some vaccines for Ebola and other viral diseases. So what analyst says, they could grow, you know, Easily $10 billion in revenue by 2022. So that's kind of where we're going at with that. Elsewhere in the world of stock news, stock news is pretty interesting these days as we're starting to get kind of in that phase two reopening mentality. Casinos. So anytime a casino has like a kind of an update you pay attention to, Caesars plans to reopen its Harris Las Vegas casino this coming Friday. Customer demand on its Las Vegas Strip following casino reopenings much stronger than expected. So I guess that implies that this weekend we're going to see video coming out of CNN, CNBC, coming out of Vegas, of drunken revelers. Probably wearing COVID-19 t-shirts. I went to Vegas and all I got was a stupid shirt. Something like that, right? But... As Caesar says that, you pay attention to Wynn Resorts at Las Vegas Sands because the elbow is connected to the elbow. They're in a similar industry. There's four things that move a stock. Sometimes it's the big picture, overall economy. Sometimes it's the sector. Casinos coming back online after going offline would be a sector play. Sometimes it's the individual company where the CEO says, we're making a big initiative on young people or we're making a big initiative on old people. Like, okay. So sometimes it could be the individual company. Sometimes it's just uh, what you can't see. So Las Vegas Sands and Wynn Resorts are related to Caesar. So let's see what they're doing. Um, their stocks are seeing some impact as they have a larger exposure to Macau. And gambling revenue in Macau fell 93.2%. <clears throat> Back to China real quick. In an earlier segment, I was talking about sports leagues just not quite being back yet in the United States, and I, I can't figure out the final hurdles. But you could take a look at China, who in theory hit coronavirus shutdown months before we did, and who in theory came out of it months before we did. They still haven't got their basketball leagues going. And... At one point in time, they said, hey, American basketball players who play in the Chinese Basketball League fly back. We're going to be opening up soon. 
That was two months ago. So all the players had to self-quarantine for 14 days once they got there. And now they've been waiting to play basketball. So it's, I don't think there's a, is, is the word rubric, rubric, a guide to get us out of here, a guide to get things done correctly that we know is, is going to be in place. There's a little bit of like, wasn't there Japanese baseball on ESPN for a week or two? I don't, did that end or not? What happened? We were so desperate. We're like, I haven't seen the uh, sunshine in weeks. They're playing baseball. There's no fans, but there's cheerleaders. This is confusing. Cheerleaders, baseball. Anyhow, China reportedly says Trump's plan to leave the World Health Organization shows the United States has become more addicted to quitting. (laughs) All rhetoric. This China US thing, I saw today that they're gonna China's gonna stop buying as much agricultural farm stuff. That's a direct shot at Trump's base, so to speak. But again, it's something that started about a week, a week and a half ago. Of the rhetoric with China starting to heat back up exactly at the wrong time. If you believe that you want the short term to be smooth and easy. I'm okay with a little rhetoric. I don't know if I want rhetoric mixed in with COVID, mixed in with rioting. But it's out there. And then you got the presidential election. It's college decision day. And yet, I can tell you from talking with a neighbor this weekend, his daughter doesn't know what college is going to look like this fall. Hundreds of colleges have declared June 1. National College Decision Day, although there's still extreme uncertainty about the fall semester. Some students are considering it, playing it safe by enrolling in an in-state public school or community college or even taking a gap year. I've heard from mothers who have third and fifth grade students and seventh grade students that they want to take a gap semester or a gap year and not send their kids back to public school this fall. This is going to be fascinating to watch how it plays out, all while there's a stress of an election. And when I say a stress of an election, I don't know about you, but I think the rhetoric gets kind of noisy and loud, and I just want to turn it off. Stocks have clawed back today. Fight your way back. Early losses. Traders are betting on the recovery of the or the reopening of the United States economy. So you're seeing Carnival Norwegian and Royal up 4%. That's all. That's a complete bet on economy opening back up. You're seeing American and Delta up 63 and 4.3%. That is America opening up. That's not they're doing a little bit better today. That is a fingers crossed that this continues to go. Have you had a talk with your spouse, your sugar booger, your loved one? I go something like this. Can't wait for you to go back to the, the salon. What do you mean by that? No, no, no. What I mean is I can't wait for us to go on vacation. Um, have you had that conversation? There's some pent-up issues. Like Remember on Thursday we saw the economic news? Maybe it was Friday. That Americans are saving a lot more. But we're also spending a lot less. That's pent-up money to Wall Street. That is not like, hey, these guys are finally getting their, their, their act together. They're saving for retirement. 
They're paying down their credit card. That's boredom. They can't figure out what to spend their money on. Or it's turtling up. I'm afraid that there's going to be another round of COVID. And you know, last time I told my landlord I couldn't pay rent, or last time I struggled to pay my mortgage, I'm going to have a little bit extra. But it's pent-up money that is going to be spent. China approved a national security bill that would increase the mainland's power over Hong Kong. And Friday night, Trump and his administration started scrambling to figure out how to end the special treatment towards Hong Kong between the countries. That's nothing but, that's not good. China's manufacturing activity in China expanded. That is a sign of economic activity on the upside. That should be a positive for you. If you care about things like that, you should note it. Pfizer reported disappointing trial results for a breast cancer drug. Um, Again, some of these pharmaceutical companies are trying to do other things than solve COVID. 800-516-1220. Six million coronavirus cases have been confirmed globally. Wow. A lot of companies still doing the trials. Novavax, Moderna. Who's got the best scientists? You tell me. Go look at their PhDs, and that's the one we're going to bet on. Or do you bet on the phased trial results? Oh, or do you bet on them all? Or do you bet on none of them? You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Little lords, we're going to set a break. There was a controversy this weekend. Madonna posted a video of her adopted son doing a... Michael Jackson dance. It's the military one of we don't belong or something like that. And it kind of has a riot sound to it underneath marching in the streets. And it was that time in the world where Michael Jackson kind of thought he was dressing up as a, a disco general brigadier kind of guy or something like that. It was a little strange. But Madonna's kid is dancing to it and it's it's supposed to be all about the protests and it came across as tone deaf but what came across as tone deaf to me is like he's 30 and it looks like he's living with mom i'm like whoa i didn't mind the dance i didn't mind the the political statement i didn't mind you know madonna using her instagram account to push her kid i whatever who cares i'm like he's still living at home there's nothing wrong with that it's more of a sign of the times and it's a great way of saving money uh, my father passed away from cancer many, many years ago. Too many for me to even 25, roughly. And I spent a year, you know, I moved back with my mother just to, like, uh, help her with the bills and help her, like, you know, the transition because she had no clue. I had a second place. I was running back and forth. But I spent most nights with her just, like, you know, staying up and talking to her because she raised five boys and a girl. And, like, she, I thought... She wasn't ready for it. And she, even the social side of it, on top of the financial side, one of the best things you can do is live with this, uh, one of your parents for a period of time. Later in life, you get to talk to them and say, hey, you know, how did you meet dad? And oh, it's, it's heaven. But it's also a financial situation that's very real for a lot of people. Don't ever let anyone like me shame you into not doing something like that. Because if you're saving $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 a month because you live with mom and dad and you're 30 and you know people are putting social pressure on you to go get married, screw them. Save the money. 
make life a little bit easier. You'll get married when you're 40. I had a playwright teacher in college. Awesome man. Teach me. Uh, he goes, Rob, like he's like, you're an amazing writer and you're going to do amazing things, but you don't have to write the great American novel when you're 22, 23 or 24. Nor when you're 25, 26, or 27. You can wait till you're 60. And I was like, that takes a lot of pressure off. I know what you're saying. That makes no sense. You're right. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Chipotle climbs as analysts project 17% upside for the stock. One of the nice things for Chipotle is they've been working with food safety issues for a few years now. It got them into a lot of trouble. They seemed to put in place a lot of things that other restaurants are, for the first time, putting in place. I get the upside. When you go out to look at food right now, it's spotty at best. You're like, I've made myself chicken and rice for 47 days in a row. I want to go to a place that has spicy chicken like Chipotle. I get it. So I see upside there, too. And they've done a good thing of turning everything digital, which we thought was a play on the millennials. It turned out it's a play on COVID. If you could pay with your phone, like there's a couple retailers that you go to, you're like you got that Apple Pay, contactless pay. Even when they don't, you're like, ew, you're touching my credit card. Don't. But doesn't it look a little weird to see a person touch a credit card all of a sudden? Keep in mind, this was one of the best days of my life when we went, you know, pay at the pump. Not because I was afraid of someone touching my credit card. It's just because I didn't want to stand in line. I didn't have that time, that four minutes of that person going, oh, I don't know if I've got cash or a credit card. Let me look through my purse. I hated it. Pay at the pump was the best day of my life. But now the idea of someone touching your credit card, it seems kind of ooky. Big conversation I had with my neighbors over the weekend because they are my average Joe, and I am their, their financial guy. They're like, so what's, what's going to happen? I, I, I do think we're going to see some inflation. Not this year, next year. I don't see how the airlines continue to provide relatively cheap flights across the country on a bus. The whole idea of getting on a plane with 200 other people and going across the country and spending $300 to fly to New York and $300 to fly back is pretty darn cheap. It's pretty good value. But I don't see how they would do it. I, I think they're going to have to raise prices. Or it's going to look different. Um, there's an airline in Europe called Ryanair. And I don't know if Ryan is Captain Orion. I don't know if it's an Irish airline, but let's just, for the sake of the story, say it is. A few years ago, to be competitive, they floated the idea of they're, – they're like a, a poor man's southwest, so more of a spirit airway. They do just nothing fancy kind of things. Um, I think they had like a situation where there's, they tried to charge you to go to the bathroom. I think that flopped on them. But you get the idea. A couple years ago, they were talking about, hey, we want to strap people in. We want to take seats out. We just want to strap them in because we can get more people in. Would you do that to keep things cheap? I I think we're going to see some inflation in restaurants. I think we're going to see some inflation in airlines. So I think the CPI, consumer price inflation, will go up because I don't see how how they can. Restaurants don't have that much wiggle room. 
And airlines, their wiggle room is getting tighter and tighter with capacity cuts. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. There was a slight positive, and I was trying to turn this into a story, but it's not really that good of a story. But um, Gilead saw an expansion on um, the Remsdevere. It is a treatment for COVID. It is not a cure for COVID. It is not a vaccine. They're finding how many more people are staying alive longer who are at risk due to breathing issues. And it's nice. You know, here's a good thing that's coming out of COVID is Gilead will have more evidence on a drug that has helped a lot of people, potentially help a lot more people in the future, not tied towards COVID, but tied towards some other antiviral issues. There's some positives. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.